This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. Dot com slash yanks. Today is Sunday, May 12th, and the Yankees have just taken two out of three from the Tampa Bay Rays, beating Glassnow and Snell. Some fun stuff, good Tanaka, and some roster moves. I'm excited. Let's talk Yanks. Weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and joining us for the next hour or so here on Talking Yanks. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. He is a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut, and this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Stephen Rohan. Was that what Writers of Rohan. You know, Bergard, Bergard last last step said we butchered his name. You said it was like Russian, like Bergard, but whatever. Uh, not going to butcher yeah, this I, next I one. I nailed it. You had it wrong. Sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to butcher this next one. It's Grant Hand, Brad's brother. Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai. No E, but you say an E at the end of it. Julian uh, Giliarte. 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 We, we met Julian. He was uh, the guy starting his podcast. We we met him and his his mom. mother at Tampa. Happy Mother's Day, Julian's mom. Yeah, no, just from me. Uh, Stephen McElroy. Yes. Do you think Stephen McElroy heard the three mix from last episode and was like, "Well, I got to get on board if all these other M lowercase C big E letter." So I don't think Stephen McElroy did, but I think our next person did. Mickey Ziegler. Mickey Ziegler a thousand percent did. And Mickey Ziegler, shout out from Denver, Patreon number four twenty. Really? So reppin'. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Blaze it, baby. Jake, tell them what the Patreon members get. Guys, Patreon. Check it out www.patreon.com slash Yanks. We put bonus content on there. Uh, we did like a silly Game of Thrones thing a couple weeks ago just because we were talking to each other and we we're like, oh, this is something. We do some bonus Yankee stuff on there. We've got video. You can join us live for the podcast. Get involved with the chat. We're checking in there. You got a hot take that hits at the right moment? You might get on talking yanks right now. Um, and it's really fun. We we stay on live with those people and we interact with them. It's two dollars a month, and you get entered to win two jerseys a month. We usually just raffle one away and then we do a contest. So I, we did one month we did Sterling home run calls for some of the new guys, LeMayhew. 
Um, so, and like people have gotten these jerseys, they're real. <laughs> it's, it's not a joke. Um, and it supports us. It really does help us, uh, check out the Patreon page. And, uh, for those that do support us, we, uh, we can't thank you enough on this mother's day. So check this out, Jake. So I'm going through the Patreon right now and I'm trying to get, I'm trying to just get a total tally of all the mix we got. We got Steven McElroy. We got Rory McHugh. We got R. McGinn, Pierce McMahon, Patrick McKinstry. If you're if you're sitting here listening to Talking Yanks, we got Mickey McCray, and you do not, and you have a last name that starts with an MC, and you're not a Patreon member. Just feel completely left out. Kyle McCormick, just so many mix. There's more, but I'll stop. Did I? I don't want to send you down a history wormhole, but did the New York Yankees bring Italians and Irish people together? Uh, Is that your family tree? <laughs> I think that was alcohol. Okay. Well, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. All right. We got a lot to talk about. I wanted to just do this right at the jump, Jake. Uh, okay. Dude, how are how- you doing? We got to do that first. Yeah. It's vibes. I'm doing fantastic. It is a rainy, windy, like really windy Sunday over here. Um, that game, this whole series has me like excited. Uh, I think I think it was good baseball. A product, if you're not a fan of either team, I think for a majority of the three-game sets, like once Nestor gave up that home run game two, then it's bad. But everything else, I think, is it was a, like the product of baseball was really good. It was good, intense fun games sans the the power outage but that was still enjoy enjoyable what i'm saying is i i'm like riding high right now yanks won i'm feeling good i like rainy days sitting inside having fun how are you doing so it went from it went from storm to nice rainy day yesterday was really nice today is storming okay okay but you're doing you're, you're okay you like the rain right now yeah yeah Okay, gotcha. Um, good. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. It's tough to be in a bad news when Masahiro Tanaka d- did what he did today. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, yeah. If you hear any screams, the Nuggets are in an intense game seven right now, and I'm down on the uh, the fifth floor workspace uh, right now. Eighty three, eighty six, Portland. Six minutes left. So, um, exciting times in Denver. Potentially sad times for some people. Uh, yeah, man, I, I just adding to what you said, cause I think it was great was out of 27 innings of baseball in these three games, each team essentially had one bad inning. Um, and our bad inning was linked to a triple a pitcher. Yeah. Um, and the Rays bad inning was linked to a power outage. So <laughs> it was really good baseball. Yeah, I agree. All right. So I wanted to do this before, like Hicks is coming up. We know that, which means someone has to get sent down, Jake. And I just, yeah, this is the hot topic. Right it is. Now. It is. And we don't have to get fully into it. But I, um, I just wanted to talk about it quickly because I think they they know who they're sending down. They said they're not going to announce it to tomorrow, but they may or something might leak or whatever. Do you yeah, have I told if I said if anyone sees one Yankee person not getting on the flight with all the other Yankees, just let us know that. So here's my if I had to do options. Talkman is the highest odds option, I would say. With makes sense, has options, is an outfielder. With Clint behind him. Clint's your two hole. Okay, interesting. 
Uh, well, no, I'm not. This isn't my personal. This is what oh, I. Oh, this isn't in order. This is what I perceive the public's would be. Oh, the public's perception of the order of who will be sent down. All right, I got you. And Anduhar is the third. Okay. I, from what I've seen, I have people ahead of Anduhar just because he's slumping so bad and Geo's playing so well. Yeah, but I think that's like the diehards that watch every single day. Like if I were to ask like, you know, someone who's not as tuned in as the people we talk to on Twitter nonstop, they'd be shocked to hear his Anduhar. Oh, I'm all about them diehards. Yeah, and I, well, I think what, what could be the perfect, and you, you mentioned you were watching the Boone press conference. He got a call from Cashman in the middle of it. Um, what, I don't know if it's the icing on the cake or if you want to call it full circle or however you want to label it in, but Chad Green coming in for that last inning looking so good after getting himself fixed in AAA, I think that's why people have Andujar circled because it's like, hey, buddy, I mean, we still love you. We love Chad Green. You, I mean, you're more valuable to this team when Chad Green when you're right, but just get it fixed. And I, I think that's kind of what's in people's heads right now. I like you said. I, I think it's funny because I think a lot of podcasts would be like, "Hey, let's let's each hammer it right now. Like, let's double down on our bet. Who do you got?" And you and I aren't that because like all three would make sense. Um, I personally think Clint is the lowest percentage. I think that's how much they they secretly love his bat still right now, and he was serviceable in right field this series. Um, I for me, it's it's Talkman or Andujar. And I, I personally would go Andujar, but I think it's got to be Talkman. I think it's Talkman. Talkman's played better than Clint recently. I mean, so if they were to do that, Clint's been bad since he came off the ILs. It's kind of an Andujar situation. Um, and Talkman is helping you on both sides of the ball right now. My guess is Talkman. What I'd do is Andujar, but I don't think Clint's that far that far off. Uh, but with Andujar, with Clint and Andujar both not hitting, we have two useless people. And I think that's what it comes down to. And we, we, saw, we saw Cashman uh, with the uh, Estrada-Tyler Wade decision. You know, Tyler Wade would have been easier to keep just for everything around the team. Um, I, and that's what makes me lean Andujar right now or Clint just because you're, those guys, if they can't help you on offense – then they can't help you. And two of those guys on your roster right now is tough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all right. So we can get more into that. I just be, thought I just thought interesting it, to see. I just thought that might break while we're recording. So it'd be better to get our thoughts beforehand out there. Nice. Uh, so I think. And the other, are we, uh, are, are we going to give away Chris Nelson's tickets? I don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, you and I, have, we have to talk about that. We have tickets to give. When are they for? I think they're for, are they for Tuesday? Um, let me see. Um, we're we're going to be giving away tickets. Leave, <laughs> leave a review. Um, we'll, uh, we'll circle back at the end of the show, but we'll be giving away tickets. How about that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, are we ready to burn three games? I think so, brother. We got no, Hicks. Nothing else we have to check off, right? Well, Nestor Cortez came up. He pitched. He's down. Right. Chad Green is back. That's obviously going to be discussion later on. Hicks is coming back. He had a really good uh, last day in AAA yesterday, Saturday. Went three for three in one of the outs he made. Um, no, he went three for three and one, and he almost had two home runs. Uh, double just barely didn't go out. So yeah, that's exciting. 
And I think that's all. So let's get into this series and these games and awards. You ready to burn it? Let's, let's do it. Game one. On your mark. Get set. Burn. First game of the three games between the two top teams of the AL Beast. Sunday fun day on a Friday with Domingo Herman versus Tyler made of Glasnow. Two of the best young pitchers in baseball. Giddy up. Yanks would break the glass in the first. LeMahieu scores on a pass ball. And then Glaber. Look at that flick of that wrist. RBI single opposite field. 2-0 Yanks after one. Bottom five. Austin Meadows and G-Man Choi. Both homer in the Rays lead. 3-2. Say quoi? Never fear Gio Urshela's here. Gio to God, two RBI assurance runs. The bullpen is like your ugly friend in college and goes scoreless for four. Canely, Vino, Britton, Chapman in a game that felt like camping because it was intense. Yanks win four to three. Ooh. Ooh. You did test out the intense line on Twitter first. Uh, yeah, and you know, there's not not everyone overlaps with the Twitter sphere and the podcast, and that's actually a joke I've been doing for a little bit now. So I was, I was glad to bring it to the people. Kate, um, uh, I know I just saw someone reply. This seems like you're testing out a burn material, and I was like, oh, is he? And then you are. It's good. I mean, I, I you could well check check the tapes. I've I've been using intense. I think since I moved to Denver, not knocking you. Not knocking. Oh no, I didn't say you were. I, I, but uh, you can ask someone. Look up and find ex-roommate Jeff and ask him if he's ever heard that joke. Okay, well do and hunt him down. Go find him in Denver, in the woods. Glass now, glass now. Yeah, was glass crazy. W. You know what? These Rays pitchers, Why? Snell too. They were they were too pumped up for this series, man. Yeah, they were too pumped up because the beginning of that game, he was I mean, his, his stuff was good, but he was insane. And they have all these new catchers they're working with. Did we see three different catchers this series? We did. And we all did. and all of them hadn't really worked with who they were catching that much. Yeah, we had Chufo, uh, the 24 year old. He's uh, I mean, semi prospect catcher prospect. Um who was at least a part of the organization. He started game one, got sent down. They traded for Travis Darno, uh, who started game two. And then game three, they started, what's his name? Ben Broom? Um, I've, I've been struggling ben, with that ben name. Boom. For some ben Boom. Um, his, the oldest rookie to ever debut for Tampa's baseball team. Um, so he was also part of an organization, but never played a major league game. So the, uh, the catching situation in Tampa, uh, helped us a little bit this series. Yeah. Well, helped us big time this, <laughs> this game actually. Yeah. Well, this game, they jumped right on him in the beginning, which was like, I thought it was, it was good tone setter, but you called it because DJ LeMahieu hits the ball to third. They bobble it. He gets on first and you said that's going to have him shook. Well, it's just, and I, I had some Jakey Nostradamus moments. I, I'm not going to give myself too much love. I was just, you know, just throwing some baseball things out there. But that first at bat, it's our first time looking at Glasnow. He's six eight, throws cheese, and then he's he's got Lemayhu with two strikes. He throws his first breaking ball. Lemayhu fights it off and just chops it to third. Third baseman rushes it, bounces it, hits G-Man right in the chest. Looks like he's going to have to come out of the game. He's doing like the international sign for heart attack. 
Um, and then I was just, I was like, okay, let's let's put ourselves in this dude's shoes. You're this monster pitcher having this breakout season. You're pitcher of the month in the AL. You're facing the New York Yankees for your first place raise, and you want to prove yourself. This guy's got veins popping out of his neck. Looked like he had too much pre-workout. I was just like, this guy's going to be shook. And he he was. He lost the zone for a little bit. And then uh, Yanks score on a pass ball. And then Glaber Torres, um, not sure how much we'll talk about him in a little bit, but as you noted on the pregame show, I mean, it's it's kind of what Glaber Torres is special at. He adjusted to a curveball, um, went the other way with it, in just like a very pretty display of hitting. Yes, because I heard people knocking that and saying that that was lucky. And, you know, Glaber got lucky. He poked one. I was like, that wasn't luck. That's That's what Glaber does. He can adjust. very much the opposite of luck. Yeah, he he can adjust to a curveball and put it where he wants to put it. And then uh, you had a good retort. You said you don't think Glaber like knows he can do that yet. Like he hasn't like tapped into like that should be what I do. He just right. I naturally. Think, I think can. with I think with age that turns into a double because he does swing through it and put it down the line where he kind of checky blooped it to right, but. Um, Either way, that was nice. That kind of set the tone. The Rays rallied back a little, Jim. Yep. Yeah, two two home runs by Herman there in the fifth, which kind of leaves his outing not as desirable as you'd want it to look. Five innings pitch, three earned runs. We'll take it. He ends up getting the win because the Yankees come back instantly. I thought the pitching changes and the and the manager's decisions were pretty simple here, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Herman just gave up two homers, so yeah, let's get him out of there. And then they went Canely, Adovino, Britton, Chapman. Uh, Canely looked amazing. Uh, Adovino got in trouble, and this is the biggest moment of this game. Gets the strikeout on the slider, and then gets the double play from DJ LeMahieu, loudest I've screamed all season. Yeah, I, I gave a pretty good fist pump. Sterling with a good call. Check out this Jay Sterling Calls account that's now on the internet. Um, and yeah, you you mentioned you should go check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, Adovino with a really honest press conference afterward was talking by the at-bat. That was really cool. And uh, Jim, I, I it's, it's funny, you and I were doing the pregame show for today's game, and we couldn't remember who started for the Yanks. That's kind of how intense and how much stuff was going on this series. Um, also, I have a bad brain. But, um, Jimmy, this was the uh, Emilio uh, Pagan, Pagan, uh, no more catcher's visit, uh, curveball to Gio Urshela that opened it up. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird stuff that happened with the Rays. Like, Glass now At won- the drop? <laughs> Glass now wanted the the coach to come out because he was feeling injured and they didn't come out. So he was like, fuck it. And then he just threw a pitch <laughs> and then he was like, okay, now come out. I'm injured. That was weird. Yeah. Later on Pagan, they hadn't called a curve. He hadn't thrown a curveball at bat and Urshela's fouling stuff off, staying alive. The catcher, uh, Pagan steps off and wants to talk to the catcher. Cause he just called for a curveball. I'm guessing. And, they go to talk and the catcher just shakes out like, no, we can't talk. We only have one visit left. We can't waste it. And the pitcher, you see him just toss the ball up like a little kid. Like, okay, well, guess I just got to throw this curveball. And Arshella smacks it for two RBI single. That, that's weird. That was weird. That's the first time I've seen the, the, the limit come into play. Yeah. Yeah. Kester was kind of loving that. But uh, this was, I, 
it, you don't want to say this because I feel like you look back in October and you shrug, but this was kind. This was like playoff baseball. It was really cool. It was intense. I mean, you can just say it was like an yeah. edgier seat game. Yeah. I screamed, and my dog, who is, we think, deaf, jumped, and Katie came ra- running into the room and was like, Zuma heard you. He's not that deaf. <laughs> we That's did it. That's how loud I screamed. I, like, jumped out of my chair. I was like, turn it. Fucking turn it. Let's go. Uh, screaming that was exciting yeah i think i i tweeted it i tweeted an f-bomb uh wow. someone called me out at adelaide um and i was like yeah got me what'd she say and she said it was some long line of like jake curses something <laughs> like that and i was like yeah sorry sorry i got got uh, so this was an exciting game our bullpen two games in a row now when we what's the term when you we have deployed the top tier troops of our bullpen they have come through a couple games in a row now, which is really nice to start seeing that. Yeah, when we've rolled out the Canely, Vino, Britton, Chapman, it's kind of been no questions asked. Even Vino, there were questions asked, but again, like he he still has a full-fledged pass from us just because how good he's been. Yeah, and he got out of it. Yeah. Yeah, right. We're <laughs> like that's our complaint without a Vino this year. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was it wasn't pretty, but he gave up no runs. Yeah. All right, let's move on to game two. So, Jimmy, I I told you I had a little bit of a surprise, and we we did a a mock one of these and got some laughs. I did, I did game two as if this was talking Rays. Okay. In in a little bit of a mockumentary. All right, I'm excited. Here we go. Yeah. On your mark, get set. Burn! Game two against these damn Yankees, LOL. CC Sabathia, how old is this guy? Versus the future of baseball, the opener. Rays are the best. Ryan, standout Stanek to Yanni Christmas album Chirinos. Bottom two, Garcia Avisales one out to center, followed by the Yandy Man can. Yandy Diaz solo homer. Two nothing, first place Rays after three. Yankees get two lucky runs from a Clint Frazier double and an accidental DJ LeMahieu homer. It's tied at twos. Luckily, LeMahieu used all of his luck at the plate, and we score more runs. Go Rays. Yandy Diaz ends it in the eighth with yet another baseball home run off the Yanks' best pitcher, Nestor Cortez Jr. The true story of it is I was a Yankees fan until Gerald Williams slept with my wife. Rays win (laughs) 7-2. Who's Gerald Williams? Old Yankee star Gerald Williams? <laughs> Accidental home runs pretty good. <laughs> I mean, talking race, they're tough, man. Yeah, they're a tough fan base, you know. They put up with a lot over there. Do you see the yeah, Rays I mean, tweeted out? So game one, Jake, they showed a wide shot of the entire stadium. And I said, Right. I, I put out a joke. There are so many good movies on right now. This is insane. I'm trying to find the basketball game, and I just scrolled past like 20 good movies. Anyway. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, I put out a tweet, and I said, uh, is, is this what they call a sellout in the trap? Joking, because there's so many empty seats. The next game, the trap tweeted out. The raised account tweeted out. Sold out again. Two games in a row. Yeah, man. They did. It wasn't a joke. They really do call that a sellout. I know. Yeah, I was. I That's was what like, they got. I was like, wait, what? This is a sellout. Did you see everything else that happened down there? I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> but like, it's just funny that you can tweet out a picture of fifty percent of the seats being sat in, and and tell the public this is a sellout. 
Maybe was the Gary was the Gary Ring game? Was that game one? Did we miss that? <laughs> yeah, it was game one. Yeah. So, I mean, the trop the trop had a hell of a series. It always does, man. I feel like I I I wonder what it's like being a Rays fan because all we know of the trop is being a Yankee fan. So it's nine games a year, and it seems like in those nine games, so much shit happens. And it can't just be when the Yankees go there. This has to happen when all teams go there. See, that's where I disagree with you. I, I'm sure some stuff happens, but this has gotten to, like, if the Yankees are Golden State, Tampa Bay's the Rockets. And I just think everyone, well, Tampa, or excuse me, the Rockets is the actual Tropicana Stadium and everyone that works there. And it's like, all right, we're the Yankees are here. We're just, we're going to do our, try our hardest, do our best and have a good series. And then they just get a little tighter because it's like a playoff game for them. They, like, even the people working around the stadium, the people tightening the speakers and stuff, and then things just go haywire. I wonder. It's it, a theory. It happens nonstop when the Yankees go there. We always have something happening. Anyway, Gary hit the home run. The, that. So I, I said this a bunch. Game two didn't bother me that much, this loss, Jake. Um, yeah. The Rays are a good team, so a sweep would have been crazy. Now, I've been, what's the term I used? I've been institutionalized. Before the game, Yeah, Boone said they were going to call up Chad Green. So I tweeted, well, that means we're going to see Nestor Cortez before they send him down. Because the Yankees love using him before they lose him, you know? Right. And we saw Nestor Cortez for two innings. And I was just so much thinking, yeah, well, yeah, I knew that. That's what they're going to do. That I didn't get upset about it. But I think I should have been upset about it, and I should have said pitch Sessa instead of Nestor Cortez. But they just have me like in their brains with them, and I'm kind. Of, I just realized that at the end when people were complaining, and I wasn't complaining. That, yeah, it was kind of bullshit. the the one The one run lead was it when when the Rays got that third one. It was Nestor Cortez show, um, and you're you're probably going to see Sessa piggyback with Lasagna Monday. So I think if it was tied, maybe they they go they go Sessa there. But um, yeah, that that third Rays one run where they took the lead that was uh, that was put it in the Nestor show. Yeah, and the other thing that like kind of like ruined this game was DJ LeMay who made some errors and some non plays that he usually makes. And that's so rare that it's not an indictment of who the Yankees are. So, like, not having the full bullpen, uh, having to use Nestor Cortez in a close game, and DJ LeMahieu making not making plays he can make isn't an indictment of, like, oh, yeah, the Rays are better than the Yankees. Like, no, they were better this game because of some circumstances. It just didn't hang heavy with me is what I'm saying. Yeah, like – there will there will be two games this year where we say like wow D- DJ LeMay's ha- had a bad play on defense so it's like you just kind of shrug and say well there's one of the two out of 162 games where LeMay's defense was really a big factor what do you think about in a bad way how uh, many how many times have we complimented LeMay's defense in a good way you know yeah it's amazing uh, yeah. A- Andrew Tolley's in the chat and he's like what do you make of people blaming Holder and I, this has came up in game three as well, where Holder got ground balls. Yeah. And in the game three, Britain got ground balls, and everyone just, everyone's quick to like, they pitch like shit. And it's like, not really. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of this analytics thing, right? Where if like if Holder gave up three line drives and they were they were all caught, like the analytics people would be like, "Oh, man. I mean, you know, yeah, he got out of it, but there were three outs." And then Jonathan Holder, you know, he gives up some soft ground balls or whatever they are, and you walk away and you're like, "Ah, oh, Holder got touched up today." Like there's never really a win unless it's three strikeouts. <laughs> I, I think it's not damning for either. Like those those hits weren't that hard that Holder gave up. There are ground balls that DJ stopped. If he made the play, I think they would have been really good plays. Yeah. So just kind of suck. That's why I just can just shrug my shoulders and say that sucked and not be mad at any specific player or think the Yankees are bad now because of that. So yeah. I was kind of. It was a loss. Yeah. What's that I mean, term it, like? It, carte blanche? What's that mean? If it if we had a fully rested bullpen, um it's a different story, but I mean those the including that game, the four games before that, we didn't have a starter go more than 5 innings. Um so I mean that's that just is what it is. Like in, and like you said, in a good way, the good guys in our bullpen have been working. <laughs> when we give them a lead, they've been operating and functioning. Uh, so well to the point that we didn't have them for this game. So yeah, to win this game, you you and I were going through the formula beforehand, and we we're like, basically, CC has to go six, and Sessa has to go three. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's one of those in hindsight, it's tough, and you get in the game, and you always want to win it. But this is also a good team, and um, you know, Tampa got the win. You're you're not gonna point to DJ Lemayu's glove, um like maybe one more time this year there was one thing that in foresight i would have put cc out for another inning knowing the bullpen situation he just had a nine pitch inning and then a seven pitch inning uh the fourth and the fifth were very short uh i know the numbers say he falls off a cliff and third time around but because of the bullpen situation behind him I would yeah. have thrown CC for another inning and then tried to get two from Holder and then Sessa for like the last inning. Uh, but they, they were using Nestor Cortez in this game. <laughs> it was, it was going to happen. Um, yeah, and I mean, who, Avisail Garcia came up and he'd, he'd looked good. So you, you kind of get it. it. It was almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I, I don't know. Almost, almost. We've spent too much time on it for a loss to a good team in their house. And we also have to talk about CC yelling at them to throw it over the plate after hitting Voit and then Gary. I think this was a bad look for the Yankees. Not CC, but the quotes afterwards. Um, we just gave D Gordon shit, and right. and Hap responded to D Gordon and said, "Don't be ignorant. People have been pitching on both sides of the plate for years." Uh, it is a little different because Voight said it's like a bu- No, it's not that different. It's not that different. Um, yeah, I mean, Voight's, Voight's was close. It caught him like near the shoulder, but it wasn't above the shoulder. Um, and I mean, Voight, <laughs> what the, I think the athletic, I think it was Lindsey Adler's article that, you know, Voight was hap- not happy he's getting hit by up and in pitches. And it's like, well, dude, that's how they're going to pitch you now because that's the only shot they have of getting you out. If you, um, you want to stop getting hit up and in pitches, uh, just uh, start being really bad and they won't hit you anymore. They'll get you out. <laughs> yeah. That's the price um, you pay. So yeah, I don't, what, what was the quote after the game you didn't like? Vo- well, just Voight and, and Gary or Voight and Cece coming out and saying like, 
can't do that. You're going to do that again. And Voight's like, yeah, I just don't, you know, they're pitching us in and, and stuff like that. And it's like, we just made fun of D Gordon for this. They weren't as dramatic yeah. as D Gordon, but it's the same thing. You're just getting pitched in. Yeah, like, boy, you're you're going to be pitched that way from now on, and a couple of those fastballs are going to get away and catch you there, uh, which, like, sorry, that's the price you're going to pay for being an all-star baseball player. Um, CC, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure of his quote afterwards, but I just think it was funny. It was like, CC back in Tampa. like, And, you know, the competitor CC is, and he's back in the trop, and people are getting hit again. You know, it's, I mean, the CC mouthing those words was, I mean, definition of cc yeah that's what he does yep all right let's move on to game three pitchers duel on your mark on your mark get set burn tanaka tuesday on domingo versus snellagram defending al cy young winner blake snell and the rays for an electric rubber match in st pete donuts on the scoreboard till the fifth Talk dirty to me. Was there ever a doubt? So many. RBI double for Talk Daddy, followed by uh, 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 DJ26 with another RBI hit. 2 nothing Yanks. Austin hits one to the Meadows, but it's 3-1 Yanks after King Louis V scores on a wild pitch. When the lights go down in the city. 43-minute stadium delay from a power outage. Hashtag stop the trop. This would recharge the Yankees' bats. The harder they come, Estrada it goes. Tyro solo shot. Intentional walk to load the bases for Gio Urshela. Are you mental? Two RBI double. Guardy sack fly. Reappearance from Chad Bro. Tanaka was special. Seven innings pitch. One earned run. Seven Ks to Britain to Chad. Yanks win 7-1. Take the series 2-1. Let's go Yanks. Let's go Yanks. Well, the Yanks, man. The harder they come, Estrada they go. Is that what you said? Yeah. That was good. I like that. It's not bad, right? Portland won. Denver lost. Don't throw Tyro Estrada a high fastball. Don't do it. Idiots. Don't do it. That was a 43-minute delay. Dude, the yeah. same thing with the rain delay a couple games ago. It was like an hour, and I thought I, I would have guessed both were like 20 minutes max. No, that's well, I mean, you were on cloud nine because all you, all you could access was John Sterling and Susan Waldman. Yeah, and then I, then I, then I put myself in the mess. People like really don't like them. It's like, come on, like what's how? I, I get how, I get how, but like they're like they really don't like them. Like they get like mad. It's like Jesus, they're just joking around, having some fun. Yeah, fucking sitting in the dark. Two seventy-year-olds sitting in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, Try to talk. one's one's eighty. <laughs> yeah, one's eighty plus. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, I have so much to say about this game. Okay, I'm still proud of myself for like knowing there was no way Snell was going to get out of there unscathed. I don't yeah, know. Did you, you know? Line, did, well, we had it. You keep giving yourself credit. I was in lockstep. Did you, with you think I was joking, or did you think I was serious when I texted you? Did you think I was joking, or did you think I was serious? You were you were joking. So rude. Incredibly rude. Anyway, Snell was breathing through his mouth on the mound. And yeah, he's huffing and puffing out there. Yeah, he was so gassed. After the third inning, After the, he was nine up, nine down, seven strikeouts, and he looked so good. I mean, really good. unhittable. Really, really good. Every pitch was like, 
a personal attack at the batter. It was really impressive. But he walked off the mound and he was gassed. I tweeted you, I texted you right away. I was like, he's gassed, man. Like, he's not going to be able to keep this up. He's huffing and puffing. And then there's a 30 pitch inning that they don't get anything across in the fourth inning. But I was like, if we go, I tweeted this, if Tanaka goes quick and we put him right back out there, there's no way we don't get to him. And they did. Uh, Romine with a double. Talkman puts one a foot away from a home run. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know, man. He uh, he he saw that bottom of the lineup and thought he could get a couple get me overs and Rosho and Talk Daddy. Yeah, that was Talk Daddy a foot from a homer. Yeah. Did you like when I said uh, you had a good response? I said Talkman runs like a two by four come to life, and you said he is like a safety tracking down a ball. That's how Dude, he runs. The light, the light bulb just went off. Like I, there, like it was basically what I saw because it was actually a real. It was a nice catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like he's, a but good it defender. was just funny because he doesn't get a good jump. Like I, I'm. This is gonna sound like I'm patting myself on the back. I, I needed anything I could get when I played baseball. I could get a decent jump on a ball, and you just you see the great outfielders. Like some of them start moving before the ball is hit. Mike Talkman, the ball's in the air for a little bit. Like, he does quick math. Like, where where is the football and the wide receiver going to meet up? So do I need to knock it loose from the wide receiver, or do I need to make the interception? And also, if you don't know all the football references, Mike Talkman used to play uh, safety. Um, he intercepted Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo in high school or something like that. But, dude, we when we learn that he was a football player and you see that he walks kind of hunched over, like... When he's running to a ball, it looks like he's about to make the tackle. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did on that ball. He's so like I just always, saw green. He's always stiffened up to make that tackle. Yeah, I saw the green screen. Every, the trop changed. It went green screen, and then it was just a football field, and then it was an <laughs> interception by the sideline. <laughs> um, what else do we have in here as far as managerial decisions go? We had a lineup that had people sitting. Uh, Tanaka's innings. Yeah, I was fine. I was fine with taking Tanaka out. Uh, he had a four-pitch inning. The Well, there in, was people that wanted to take him out after six. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, you were We were talking. I would have put him back out yeah. there for the seventh because he looked good. And they had the bottom of the order coming up. And yeah. I don't know why the Rays were swinging at everything. They gave him a four-pitch inning. Uh, and I, I was totally fine with taking him out there. Seven innings pitched, one earned run. That's a great start. We have bullpen that's rested to go. That's our strength. And the top of the order. win the series. And the top of the order and the top of the order coming up with Austin Meadows, who's been looking fantastic and popped Tanaka on a good pitch earlier in the game. That was not a bad pitch by Tanaka that Meadows put it put like dead center homer. So I was totally fine with taking Tanaka out and putting Britain in. I was for it, actually. Not even fine with it. Like I was an advocate of that decision. Yeah, Tanaka had been so special, it almost cr- crossed into that, like, you know, tank more than did his job today. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, tank, tank did his job. I was glad they put him out there for that last inning. I was on the record saying, like, I think you put him out there with no leash and Canely was getting loose. Um, he has that four-pitch inning, which was just awesome. Um and yeah, man, Tanaka, full out shoved. I'm sure we're going to talk about him more. We outlasted Snell, who had 12 strikeouts against us. Too many. Um, dummy. 
Yeah, I mean, he he burned himself out. He got rope doped. We rope doped Snell. Um, and then obviously, I mean, the trop hashtag stop the trop. Just uh, I mean, out of control. Yeah. But about Gary not being in the lineup today, uh, not DHing. Uh, since I've started doing talking Yanks and tweeting nonstop, Jake. Right. Almost every time Gary sits, people complain. And catchers sit once a week since like yeah. the dawn of time. It's a grueling position. I mean, to, I mean, Posada's like, go look at his game logs. I think it's like 140. It's the most a catcher plays. 145. Yeah. Um, people always complain about it like they forget that this happens. And never mind the the like new rest Yankees. <laughs> yeah, and on turf, and he just got hit in the head. Same with Glaber. On turf, Glaber got hit by a pitch. Tyro's going to go hit a home run. Who cares? So, uh, I don't And know. by the way, Jorge might have polluted fans because his games played from 2000 to 2007 is actually super impressive. What is it? Um, I mean, I, I'm trying, I can't get the average because baseball reference doesn't do that. I, I'll just go through quick. 151, 2000, 138, 143, 142, 137, 142, 143, 144. Jorge averaged like 145 for eight seasons, which that's actually insane. Yeah, that 151 is crazy that he played that much in that season as a, as a catcher. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure a couple of those, he probably got some DH days and stuff like Gary does. Um, yeah. And, and like I, we talked about on the pregame show, which by the way, if you haven't still checked out, check it out. Um, I, I was fine with Gary. I understand you got to rest the catcher. Um, for me, Glaber was kind of eh, because he, he actually has low key been playing really well. I think he has hits in 15 of his last 16. Um, and the, the counter argument to what you're about to say is that he, he's, the Yankees have had two off days in the past couple weeks, but that was me leading you. But the he hadn't missed the game. He's missed he one game. People. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, he missed a game. He didn't play last Monday, so he he had one game off. Right. Because I there was but, another game that he didn't start, but he came in as a pinch hitter. Um, right. Dude, I'm I'm looking at this, and Posada played a lot of first base in 2000. Oh, those those used to be those Sunday Posada games. I can't tell you how many of those I saw. Because those were like the games I could go to, like my mom would take me to. And there's there's Jorge with the flat brim at first, just getting balls hit in different parts of his body part every throw to first. <laughs> um, but, he, I mean, Jorge raked that year, 28 homers, 417 on base percentage. But that's uh, that's that it's looking like It's looking like in games. 2000, Jorge played – Every day at catcher in September. Got to go. Got to win. We've been spoiled as fans, man. Like, a little bit. And it's, it's new baseball. Mariano it's spoiled baseball. us to the point where people think Chapman's bad now just because he scares you a little. It's like, how do you think every other team in the history of baseball has felt about their closer? <laughs> spoiled Yanks, man. Spoiled Yanks, yeah. that That's crazy, though. Um, Tanaka was brilliant. Uh, Chad at the end. I mean, that was that, that that got me just as pumped up as anything. And Britain, Britain worked in it, worked himself in and out of trouble. 
Yeah, and again, one one of those was like the softest shift beating singles you can have. Um but yeah, he settled down, runner second and third. Um so that that was nice seeing you're you're so right, man. I mean, Chad Green like has a soft spot in Yankee fans' hearts. I I don't know if it's cuz he doesn't have emotion or He's got that cute little beauty well, mark. Well, he was our he secret. Like he, accountant. he was our secret for a while. He was the band that everyone got to be a fan of before they went mainstream. Right. Um, so seeing him back, and that had to be such a good feeling for him, just coming in, mowing him down. And again, the last time we saw Chad Green was kind of in a spot like this, um, and he like couldn't get it done. So to come in, be that dominant, that that had to be a great feeling. Yep. All right, you want to move on to burn, uh, to awards? I think so. Let's do the classic sound effect we always do. The first award that we do here on Talking Yanks is... Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. And because it is Sunday, I myself get to go first, Jake, and my Pride of the Yankees for this three-game set versus the Tampa Bay Rays is Masahiro Tanaka. Nice. Good pick. Going against Snell. Those first three innings, Snell looked insane. Tanaka's matching zeros. And in the end, Tanaka comes out having a better game and getting the W and putting his team in a better position. Slow and steady wins the race. He threw about 20 uh, split finger splitters, Jake. A lot of them had side-to-side movement, but they were getting swing and misses. He threw a couple that the first time we've seen his old splitter, that strikeout of Choi in the fourth or fifth, maybe that was a Tanaka splitter of old and hopefully of the future as well. So it's not there yet, but we took a step in the right direction with his splitter. That's his best outing of the season. They asked Romine in a post game, like, do you think seeing Snell do that makes Tanaka, you know, Get, go to another gear and Romine kind of just laughed and he's like, yeah, I have to ask them that, but he does always seem to come up when we need him in a big game and big game Tanaka. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a May game in the trap, but it's a rubber match versus the last year's Cy Young winner who's shoving in the first couple innings and Tanaka goes out and matches and then and takes the lead in the end. It was awesome. Yeah, we needed yeah. it. And I love good Tanaka. Gain to game. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, the one run he gave up, you, I know you noted this was, uh, I mean, it was a good, it was a solid pitch. It was, it was low middle. Uh, Austin Meadows is a problem. Um, that dude is a ball player. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates, hello, McFly. Hello. Uh, you screwed us on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, he looked great, and you're right. I mean, the the I'll call it the side splitter, aka what what most humans call a changeup. <laughs> um, that pitch looked really good today. It had the changeup movement to him. Um, I mean, what what a performance! He was going up against last year's Cy Young winner, who struck us out 12 times. And you you mentioned with his huff puff mode, how quick Tanaka was moving 73 pitches through seven innings. Um, I mean, he had an effect on Snell himself. So. Um, we needed a hero and we got one. Yep. All right. Who is your pride of the Yankees? Jimmy, my pride of the Yankees. And it's, it's sinful that he hasn't gotten one every wink, uh, since he's joined the team. Uh, 
It's Gio Urshela, man. He was uh, he was my next guy, yeah. It's Gio to God. Um unbelievable. He gets moved up to the three hole today and he has a rough day. <laughs> um was not feeling the Snellagram. Uh doesn't matter. Uh he, he blows the doors off this one and he he hits the game winning RBIs in the game before that. Don't intentionally walk someone before Gio Urshela, Major League Baseball. Like this is your last warning. <laughs> Like otherwise, you're you have to be fired from your position. Um, does it with the glove, man? I mean, like you don't even have to think. Who they? I walk? mean, dude, there was they walked Voight. So like, it's like a half get it, but like no, like watch baseball. The Rays, um, man. I know there was. I I forget if it was game one or when it was, but there was a hard ground ball to third that was kind of in the hole. And he just made look super easy. That was kind of low key in a big spot. And it was, uh, I, I mean, it's just the Geo, it's Geo Urshela's world. We're living in it. Enjoy it. We we made Geo to God shirts. Go check those out. Um, yeah, those I mean, are good we're, shirts. We're, we're talking about. Think about this. We're talking about who are we going to send down? And he's, he's not an option. He's not an option. It, not an option at all. <laughs> no. At all. Um, he batted third today. He was our three-hole hitter against uh, reigning Cy Young winner Blake Snell while playing gold glove defense. Um, it's awesome, man. I mean, it's just it's how can you not enjoy this? Um, I mean, even basically anyone who's not a Red Sox fan, because I get that, but like the Gio Urshela story, um, I mean, incredible. If I if this podcast cuts out, it's because my house blew over. Okay, the wind's picking up. That it's crazy. It's scaring me. But yeah. All right. Next up, we do. You Yankee motherfucker. And in a fun series with a good result, it's somewhat tough. Usually, not for me. My Yankee motherfucker is my same Yankee motherfucker as last. Last series, it's Miguel Andujar. Um, wow, 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 wow. Like we said at the top of the show, I would send him down and hope that he understands it's a temporary thing to go find his swing. Because, Jake, right now, he, he doesn't have a swing. He doesn't have an, an approach, really. Like, what we're seeing is bad. And I don't think it's damning for the future. I just think he needs time to go find his swing. If they don't send him down, which I think it's more likely that they don't, we'll find out soon. By the time you're listening to this, you might know. Baltimore might be a perfect team for him to find it against. Yeah, it's they're true. a bad pitching team, and we have Baltimore, Toronto, then Baltimore coming up, or is it Baltimore, Tampa, then Baltimore? But we have, in our next nine games, I think six of them are against Baltimore. So that could be a good week for Andujar to find his swing. But, I mean, he went, what, one for 15 again this series and played every game and one for 12 um, with four strikeouts. But he has not barreled a ball. The term barreled, you know, that uh, Katie Sharp always yep. tells us about on uh, the Sharp Stats section. He he has zero barrels, Jake, since, since again, coming back from the IL. Zero. Zero on the season. 
He just hasn't made good contact. He has one. There's like a good contact, which is a little less than a barrel. He has like three right. of those. Um, it's 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 very very ugly. I and every time he steps up to the plate, I'm getting like this the same sense. This is rude, and it's 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 a far off comparison just to compare something. But that same sense when we were playing Chris Davis and he was zero for thirty one, and every time he right. stepped to the plate, I'm like, all right. This is the moment. This would be the the good moment. Just break free, you know. And then it just doesn't happen, and you're like, "Yeah, yep." It still looks bad. Yeah, he he only had the infield single against Pagan, which he caught decent contact off of, but not special. And it's it's nuts because that's what he was so good at and what made him special last year. It always felt like he was making good contact. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I mean. You're you're right. It's we have the Orioles and the Rays at home with an off day in between, and then at the Orioles and at Kansas City. So, um, I mean, amongst major league teams, if there's a time to get it going, that's kind of the time. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I th- I think it's also funny, Jimmy, when we mentioned guys that might go down. Tyro Estrada didn't get mentioned at all. Um, just shows how bonkers this season is. It, if if we would have told you there was a part of the season where Tyro Estrada was a lock um, and Andujar was not, I mean, that would have just sounded like you're taking crazy pills. Um, I don't know, man. He, uh, I We've been mentioning that we've been impressed by the check swings because he shows off his incredible wrist forearm strength. But it's also problematic that he's check swinging every pitch because he he basically doesn't know what he's doing up there right now. Um, so yeah, I mean it it wouldn't be shocking if he gets sent down. Maybe he's not, and you know he could, the Orioles are coming in town. Figure it out, buddy. But uh, right now the guy can only help us on one side of the ball, and he's and he's not. He's hurting us on that side too. Yes, yeah, it's tough. So who is your motherfucker? Uh, I mean, I kind of. I want to cop out on you, but I won't. Uh, should I cop out? Uh, no. How about uh? Who's your cop out, Nestor? Nestor Cortez. Yeah, I mean that's an easy one. Um. Oh, all right. I'll just I'll just do it. Band aid. Um. I'm going Brett Gardner. Yeah. Um. He uh. He's. Uh, I obviously enjoy Uncle Brett a lot. Big big pinch hit hit today. Um. And sack fly. And the sack fly. Sack fly is underrated. Hashtag Joe's. Um, my my guy looked bad um, the first game of this series on Friday. Um, I mean, the Glasnow was a monster, so a, a lot of people looked bad. I, I know the one inning, Guardy came up, he struck out the side, and everyone looked horrid. Um, he, had the, he had popped up a bunt. Um, which, you know, we've been talking about the Yankees doing productive outs. We talked about that with Katie Sharp on our last episode. Uh, it was a tough series for Gardy. He's in a slide. Um, you know, Gardy can get hot quick, too. People like to forget that as well. It'll be interesting to see what goes on, uh, if they do send down an outfield guy or not. Um, with, you know, as we mentioned, the Orioles, Kansas City, uh, Tampa, Orioles. Um, Gardy can very well get it going again. People, I feel like, the first time this happened this year, you know, Gardy showed them again and they went quiet for a little bit and then they came back out of the woodwork. Uh, now that they're coming out of the woodwork again, I hope Gardy gets it going. But uh, Friday he looked bad. I thought for sure they were going to bench him Saturday. 
But what I forgot was Snell was pitching Sunday, so Gardy was like, no, I'll, I'll go Saturday. You can rest me Sunday. I'm good for that. Yeah. Just, I'll just sit versus Smart. Snell. That's being a veteran. And then I'll pinch hit once Snell's out of the game, and I'll do my shit then. One for yeah, one with no problem. Perfect. Easy. All right, next up is the regular old awards, Jake. The regular old awards. My first award is... Uh, we're going to get real creative here. It's okay. the uh, Critter Shit Award. Okay. Any guesses? Critter Shit. Um, ooh, uh, I don't know enough about Cortez Jr. I don't know. <laughs> Chad Green, man. Yeah. Critter King. Critter Chad. That got me excited. Like I said earlier... Chad was our little secret in 2017. I'm a big fan of Chad Green. I felt terrible when he was just not helping us at all because he probably felt yeah. terrible about it. Jack Curry and Ruko talked about this a lot on the post game today. He handled this situation perfectly. He went down to the minor leagues. We didn't hear him say anything. Remember when Wade didn't make the team over Talkman? I mean, yep. we didn't hear a word from Chad Green. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people would say, well, yeah, he was bad. What could he have said? Yeah. That's a fine point, but whatever. He went down and he got to work right away. Now, this is just one outing. And it needs to have multiple outings for it to be, you know, official. But he was sitting 94 flat earlier in the season. He was throwing 96, 97 with late life. And in his second at bat in this game, he threw like three sliders. And he got strike three on a slider that started in the zone and went away, which... I mean, he wasn't getting swing and miss. We talked about this with Katie Sharp. He wasn't getting swing and miss on his sliders or off-speed pitches at all, at all, earlier this year. So it's one outing. It's three batters. But to come up and strike out the side with authority right there, you saw him kind of like do like a whew, like sigh of relief when him and Romine shook hands. That was really cool to see. That got me just as fired up as anything else from this series. Well, the Adovino double play. Chad Green slamming the door closed on that final game. So he wins yeah, man, and the I, Critter Shit Award. I, I, I talked about it at the start a little bit. Um, I mean, how good did that have to feel for Chad? And I, I think one of the difference maybe between Chad and uh, Tyler Wade uh, is that Chad, there was a solution. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he had to figure out there was something up with his mechanics clearly. Um, and knock on wood, hopefully it's a great sign to come because we do need him. Um, so we cannot have uh, the days like Saturday's game when we say our bullpen is dead, and if there's not a lead, we're going to throw out the next Nestor, Cor Nestor Cortez Jr. Um, out there. Nestor Cortez Jr. shouldn't. I wanted to see his 50-mile-per-hour pitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. So at least well, he's, he's still in AAA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He accepted the option, so maybe. Knock on wood, one of these days. Knock on wood. Well, who's your first award? Uh, my first award is going to um, the uh, Same on Same Award. What's that? Same on Same Award. Same on Same Three same words. on same. Okay. 
you know who it's going to? No, no idea. I don't even uh, get it. It's it's going to Mike Talkman. Okay. Same on same. Um. So a. Uh, I'm going to go back to my girl, KT Sharp, KT Stats, who, uh, A, if you don't follow her on Twitter, you're making a huge mistake. B, check her out on our voicemail episode that's coming out on Tuesday. Mike Talkman's minor league numbers against left-handed pitching. 2017, he hit 372 with a 465 OBP. Last year, he hit 343 with a 373 OBP. And then in the middle of this game, he was 6 for 19, with a 409 OBP uh, versus left-handed pitching, three of the six are doubles. Uh, so Mikey T, who you'd think would normally be meat against lefties, um, he's been doing the job. And Jimmy, hes I know you said it wasn't pretty, but my dude's in a little bit of a hot streak. Um, in the past seven games now, he is 7-4-17 seven, seven, Um with a homer, a couple doubles, and some ribbies, and some runs scored. So, Mikey T's getting it done. Does he deserve to stay on the team more than Clint Frazier right now? I mean, man, that's that's where this stuff gets touchy, and people think we don't like Clint. I just think this. You can't have two guys on the team right now that only help on one side of the ball, and they're both not helping on that side of the ball. Clint's at bats have still at least looked good. No, they um, So, he's got... They haven't looked as bad as Andujar's. Excuse me. Okay. Andujar has looked significantly worse. Um, so there's a chance. I, I don't know, man. Being a GM ain't easy. I mean, I, I'd feel bad for Clint. Uh, I'd hope he can, because his, his ceiling's way higher than Talkman's. Way higher. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. Talkman just put together a game, and you just read out his last, what, was it seven games, and he's hitting really well? Uh, seven games, man. Yeah, I mean, hitting hitting around four hundred or so. What's Clint's last seven games? Let me see. Um, I don't know. Since he came back from the DL, he he hasn't been hot. Yeah, he's got a two oh seven on base percentage with a four eighty three OPS. Uh, Clint's ceiling's way higher. If this is a temporary send down, Talkman helps helps you on both sides of the ball and is hitting better than Clint right now. I still you think can exp- you can explain Clint and Andujar easy- more easily than you can Talkman right now. Kinda. I still think Talkman's the guy. Yeah. Talk- Talkman, again, talent wise and everything makes more sense, but. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. What's your next award, Jim? Uh, my next award is almost the same as the Critter Shit Award. Okay, but it's uh, it's the uh, bug spray award. Bug spray award, Jabba. No, Joe Torrey's biggest regret. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, I should have said worm spray. Whatever. Okay, Zach Britton. I, th- I thought it was going to a dog for a second when you said worm spray. He's killing worms, man. He's getting his ground balls. Get it. He got himself into a jam with with one was a nice hit right up up, up on top of the second base bag in game three. The other one was a, a dinky little shift beater. But I think Zach Britton's had four outings now in a row. 
where he's looked good. And it goes back to when we were talking about, we need to make him regular, make Zach Britton regular again. And yeah. I think he has been now. And I think he's like found his form. And I liked that he had first and third one out and the pass ball or a wild pitch. It was ruled allowed the guy to go to second fam to go to second. So now the double plays out of order. <laughs> so now Zach Britton says, well, shit, I need a strikeout goes and gets a strikeout, then strikes out the next batter. In his last four outings, he has uh, 4.1 innings pitched, two hits, zero earned runs, four strikeouts. Make Zach Britton regular again, and he will go kill all the worms in the infield for you. Yeah, lead in, lead in Major League Baseball on mo- and ground ball rate. Um. So he's got that going for him, and with with the Geo Urshela development, <laughs> times are good right now. Um, so yeah, keep keep Zach Britton regular. We're not talking about a high fire diet diet people. Um, I am going to go with the. Uh, play your way into the majors, young man. Award. Wow, Tyro. I mean, it has to be, dude. Um, we we haven't given him enough love. He low key goes two for six this series. Um, I uh, or no, excuse me, he plays the one game. He hits the homer. That high fastball, man. Don't don't throw Tyro Strada a high fastball. Like it's what are you gonna do? Walk the guy in front of Gio Urshela? Um, <laughs> what are you dumb? Uh, he's looks solid on defense. He's he's looked he the dude is a major league hitter. Um, you know, I don't know how it looks out over the course of the season, but he's aggressive. He wants to make contact. I think the power's still a little fluky. Um, it's been kind of the same pitch he's hit out to the same area for both his home runs. So that's kind of his, that's his power swing there. Um, but I don't know, man, you're, you're telling me this guy can play shortstop second base. He threw in a little left field for schlips and giggles. Um, if uh, whenever the big roster crunch starts happening, we again Hicks came up. We didn't even mention him, um, and I we we got more guys coming. We we got Didi will be on the way at some point. I mean that could be a TKO, but I'll tell you what. I mean, depending what comes around at the trade deadline, there could be a team that will pay a serious price for that. I think I think I said that to you either a week ago. Maybe it was the voicemail episode. I said if I was another major league team. I'm yelling at Cash saying, give me that guy. What do, you, what do the Yankees need? And give me Tyro Estrada because he looks like he could be a middle – he looks like he's going to be a middle fielder for the better part of the next decade. He looks good. And on the pregame show, I said he was my what to watch for specifically because this was his first start since the Wade decision or maybe not his right. first – maybe second start. But the team just doubled down on you. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was the harder decision to make. I we both believe it was right. I didn't think they were going to make it, but that was the Yankees doubling down on Estrada because he. I mean, a lot of people could say he needs more seasoning. He will eventually get it. Like his turn to go get go down will come. Like you said, with Urshela playing out of his mind and Didi returning and all that, you know. Yeah. But uh, he was my what to watch for today because like go go thank them, go prove them right, and he did. Uh, that's been pretty fun. You would not have expected that. Tyro Strata. That ends the awards. 
What do you think about the awards we gave out today? I don't think they were our best work. Critter Shit, Same on Same, Bug Spray, and Play Your Way. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a good name for my second one there. Same on same really threw you off and that, that there's some vibe stuff there, but uh I, it's you're fine. <laughs> critter shit critter shit, I mean that'll set that sets a pace. Wow, it's a critter king. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. Was pumped up. Chad throwing gas. Hicks Walks is back before Gio Urshela. Hicks is back, Jake. What's our lineup with Hicks back? You want to run it through it? So that's that. That's the that's what's going to be interesting. And I thought about saying it on the pregame show, but I know I'm going to get disappointed. But man, I mean, we're it can it can look like a real lineup, man. Let's let's do it real quick right now. So if Hicks is leading off and playing center field tomorrow at today, if you're listening to this on Monday, sure. Hicks, do you think they bat him third? Yeah, Mayhew's doing good up top. Let, I think you yeah, leave Mayhew okay. leading off. All right, so DJ is. Uh, so DJ at second, then Voight. Yep. Voight at first. Then we got Hicks batting third, playing center, center. field. Gary. Gary catching. Um this is where it gets Geo. Geo five. Let's just do it. I think you go I think you go Geo over Glaber. Geo five. I, I like Glaber more back. Everyone knows that. Um so who's your right fielder? Mabin, let's just say we're Clint. Uh, yeah, let's say Clint. All right, so Gar- Gary, Clint's probably in front of Geo, but we'll put Clint in right field, Glaber at short. I think you see Guardian left batting last. Yeah, that's what I think. Is that it? DJ at second base, Void at first base, Hicks at center field, Gary catching, Clinton right field, Geo at third base. Do we have a DH? It would be Anduhar if we're saying Talkman gets sent down. Glaber at shortstop, Guardi at left field, Anduhar DH, not in that order, obviously, but. Yeah, right right field DH is some mix of <laughs> so if Talkman, a- Mabin, Clint, Anduhar. <laughs> yeah, if Anduhar gets sent down, then you DH Clint and you put Mabin in right field. Which that sounds kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be such a bummer, but like you said, and I we're in lock, lock sync. Is that the term? Lockstep. Lockstep. You and I are on the same page. Having Anduhar and Clint both on your twenty-five man, both part of your twelve position players, and. They both don't offer much on defense, and they're both slumping on offense. Like, that's two players that are just not helping the team. It's just tough. I mean, talent-wise, and, and that's where it also comes in with the Orioles. But, um, man, that, that Chad Green example, um, I, you know, go down and straighten yourself out for 10 days. It's not an indictment about you, but, you know, you we're, we're got to win games right now. Um I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be very interesting to talk about on our voicemail episode, Jim. And if you have anything you want brought up on the voicemail episode, why don't you give a call? What's that number? 908-845-5792. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Call in. Leave a message. If you have something specific that you want Katie Sharp to dive into with stats, we may do that. Otherwise, uh, the voicemail up has been a lot of 
fun and it's kind of like we could talk about the more grander picture things and more fun things. So call in, leave a voicemail, enjoy the rest of your day. Go the Yanks. Hope my house doesn't blow down. I was going to say we got the two Chris Nelson tickets. They are for Tuesday's game. If you want to go to Tuesday's Yankee game, uh, I don't know, leave a five-star review, screenshot it. Um, It's a Tuesday Yankee game. If you want to go, leave a five-star review and say, I want to go to the game. Go change your review and say, I want to go to the game. Yeah. Screenshot it. We'll hook you up. We'll pick someone at the end of end of day Monday. Yep. Today. 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 All right. That's it. Uh, the Yankees have won seven of their last eight series. The only series they lost was the two game set in Arizona. Things are looking really good, and things are looking really good. And now Hicks is back, and uh, Herman's good. Tanaka's good. Paxton will be back soon. We have lasagna coming up. I really want them to do an opener, uh, but they won't. So we'll see how it goes. Go Yankees. Baltimore does suck. So that helps. That helps. Go Yanks. Jake, you got any crucial last words? Go Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Yanks.